Michael Big Bidwell's net he cast for head coaching prospects for the Arizona Cardinals is widening. Good, bad, neither. Let's talk about it. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Monday edition of Locked On Cardinals live here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your cheese on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. A little bit of FOMO. Little bit of fear of missing out watching the conference championship games happen cardinals haven't been back uh for now the better part of a decade um but what sprouts from teams being eliminated in the current playoffs are more opportunities and more people for michael bidwell and monty osenfort to hire to be the next head coach of the arizona cardinals i'm just going to talk about this whole situation for the next two segments and then finally uh, one of one of my listeners, viewers, um, pointed out a tweet from Field Yates that I'm going to talk about in the third segment regarding the draft class of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2022, which has sprouted myriad fruits um, on their way to yet another Super Bowl appearance for Patrick Mahomes at all. Um, Michael Bidwell wasn't lying when he said he was casting a very wide net while searching for the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And you go back and forth with, well, do they know what they're doing? Do they know what they're looking for? Or are they just checking the boxes of, let's hot, let's interview every single coordinator that was in the playoffs this year. I don't know. The Sean Payton to Cardinals story uh, seems like a distant memory but it also seems like it's right around the corner that Sean Payton's going to get hired as the Arizona Cardinals' next head coach. And as we talk about this wide net, I do want to mention something that I tweeted out that some vitriol uh, sprung up because of. I put in the hypothetical situation that if it were between Sean Payton and Brian Flores, the two odds-on favorites to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and the two odds-on favorites who have been the odds-on favorites to become the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, I would rather give two first-round picks to the Saints and trade for Sean Payton than hire Brian Flores at this point. And even though Brian Flores would be a step forward from the last hire at head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, that doesn't mean that maybe having to overpay for Sean Payton, not only financially, but draft capital-wise, wouldn't be the worst-case scenario for the Cardinals. It wouldn't be the number three overall pick. You'd think that the next two first-round picks would be mid to late first-round picks if this whole Sean Payton experiment worked. And all I'm saying is that between those two options, I'd rather overpay for Sean Payton than hire Brian Flores. 
That's all. I'm not saying they should give two first-round picks. I'm not saying that Mickey Loomis isn't crazy for thinking the two first-round picks should be the going rate as the market for Sean Payton dries up by the second. Having said that, in that hypothetical situation, which is what it was, but also based upon the odds-on favorites to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, pinning them together, I'd rather overpay for Sean Payton, both draft capital and financial-wise, than hire Brian Flores at this point. Again, I don't think the Cardinals should give up two first-round picks to trade for Sean Payton. But if it were the option of Sean Payton for two first-round picks or Brian Flores, I think it's obvious that Brian that, that uh, Sean Payton is the choice. So excuse me for um, saying something that um, maybe you didn't want to hear, but for the betterment of the future of the organization, needed to hear. After the Cincinnati Bengals were removed from playoff contention yesterday, according to the Ian Rappaport and others, Cardinals plan to interview Bengals defensive coordinator uh, Lou Anarumo uh, on Wednesday and OC Brian Callahan on Thursday. So it just begs the question to me, because we haven't been in this situation witnessing Michael Bidwell having to make a decision like this, not only a decision like this, but one without trusty, you know, sidekick, I guess, Steve Kime, Monty Austin Ford is in. Do they know what they're looking for? And I don't know if they do. I don't know if this is just checking all of the boxes of coordinators who have been near winning more recently than the Cardinals. And the offense and the defense of the, of the Bengals both were excellent in their own rights this year. I just get a little hesitant about specific coordinator potential hires. When you look at the Bengals offense and you look at their roster as a whole, they're stacked. And that's not taking away from the coordinator's performances this year. That's not. But when you look at pivoting towards making that specific person a head coach for a team whose roster isn't close to as talented as the Bengals, especially offensively, it's like chicken or the egg. Now, you say, well, D'Amico Ryans. I've been politicking for D'Amico Ryans to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, even though it seems to me that he'll be uh, moving over towards Houston and, and leading that um, mess of an organization, hopefully, towards prosperity in the future. D'Amico Ryans checks more boxes than just a win-loss record. And what he's done is he's been a head coach on the defensive side of the ball. And he has head coach qualities. He played in this day and age of the NFL. I've gone through it. If, if you if, if you haven't heard how I feel about D'Amico Ryans, just go to the YouTube channel and you can just watch multiple videos, multiple podcasts. I just don't know if the constant spreading of the net then Michael Bidwell using his metaphor after, after you know, in the press conference, after letting go of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and uh, Steve Kime, yikes. I just don't know if it's to mind their P's and Q's, to not leave one stone unturned, or if they're truly still searching 
for who should be the who, who's going to be the right fit for the future of the Arizona Cardinals. The latter is a little bit more troubling than the former. I guess only time will tell. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Do they go offense or defense when it comes to the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? I will make arguments for both, and I'll then tell you, like I have been telling you, what I think the best course of action is for the Cardinals in their next journey into hopeful prosperity, winning, and, you know, respect being respected throughout the league. Something that they've got to work on. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Something that doesn't have to be respected because they've already got massive respect on the planet and other planets, I think, is prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. Normally it's like, okay, daily fantasy sports, how many people am I playing against? What's the buy-in? How do I do this? Salary cap, whatever. Prize picks, you don't have to worry about that whatsoever. Okay. You pick two to six players. And if they'll score more or less in the prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport, like you know, NFL for one more game, NBA, Major League Baseball when it comes back, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports. You get the idea. NASCAR entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will get you 50. You get the idea. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you're enjoying watching football, even though the Arizona Cardinals are not included in the festivities. Um, Before I get to the coaching search here again, what are the 49ers going to do? Like, you never want to see any game end with injury as the main, you know, culprit for the lopsidedness that we witnessed during the matinee yesterday. Brock Purdy has a UCL problem, a UCL injury. It's either going to be six weeks or it's going to be Tommy John, which is terrible because I I would have much rather seen the Eagles, you know, blow out the 49ers with Brock Purdy playing than having it go the way that it did. You never want to see it like that. I mean, unless I guess you're Eagles fans, you'll take the win. What are the 49ers going to do? That result was a good result for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, What are the Seahawks going to do? What are the Rams going to do? I ask you this because the NFC West may not have been as in flux as it is now in the last decade. I mean, there have been different division winners. You know, Seattle had their run. 49ers are having their run. The Rams have had their run, you know, spreckled throughout. But you always kind of knew who the top two teams were, who the leader in the clubhouse was, who the best team was that that would more than likely win the division. Now, sure, the 49ers have the best roster. Absolutely. Who's going to be quarterback? Can be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? Who knows what that circus will bring? Is it going to be Trey Lance? 
Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on the team? Is he going to leave? What are they going to do with Brock Purdy? Like, so many questions. Rams, is Matthew Stafford going to play again? Are they going to trade Jalen Ramsey? Like, is Aaron Donald retiring? You know, like, influx. Does that mean Cooper Cup is expendable if everything else is is, fall, is, is, is crumbling around them? Seahawks, is Geno Smith the guy? Don't know. Are they going to draft a guy? Is he going to be good? What are they going to do with Tyler Lockett? What's his defense going to look like? Like, it's – the Arizona Cardinals are far from the only team that have massive question marks surrounding the organization. You could say the entire NFC West does. They're just in different tiers. San Francisco 49 are still the best setup. But if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. You need a quarterback. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. Can I say quarterback again? What the Cardinals are going to do between now and the draft is going to be super – it's going to be fascinating because say you hire an offensive-minded head coach, okay? It's going to tip the scales on how you draft. Say you hire a defensive-minded head coach. Aside from the third overall pick, where the Cardinals sit now, if there's a trade back – I mean, I, I've seen mocks up the wazoo where, you know, Indy wants to move up to draft a quarterback. If they can't get up to one, maybe they'll move up to three to the Cardinals and they'll flip-flop, and the Cardinals will get an extra second rounder. The Cardinals can get draft capital. But the thing is, the Cardinals can't miss on a top-tier prospect by trading back. They can't. That's just a little aside. I'd much rather them stay at three than pick up a second-round pick and have to move back to nine and hope that the edge rusher out of Clemson is as good as Will Anderson. At this point, third overall pick, can't miss. Take Take who you need to take. But should the Cardinals go offensive-minded or defensive-minded? I've been in the camp that they should go defensive-minded. And there's a couple different reasons why, okay? One, that obvi- well, first of all, that obviously would have to come with a strong offensive coordinator in tow, okay? Frank Reich taking the Carolina job kind of puts a little damper on that. And hi- hiring a defensive-minded head coach just for the sake of it is not what this exercise is about. Hiring a defensive-minded head coach, I think, adds more stability because if you have a good defense, it makes up for a more inferior offense. And if you have an average offense and a bad defense, you're not winning many games. And with Kyler Murray potentially missing half of next season, to keep this team afloat, you need to start to build out the defense. So you bring in an offensive coordinator. I'm like, with, with how many pieces are in play here, there's still so much to be determined, but that's the argument for the defensive-minded head coach. Offensive-minded is a little bit more obvious, especially with Sean Payton, depending on the on the on the, on the capital that's going to be needed to be traded to uh, the New Orleans Saints for his services. Offensive-minded makes more obvious sense, but with how fragile the defense is, how many young, extremely talented players there are on defense. I feel like the organization would be doing itself a disservice by quadrupling down on offense and kind of going through what we went through last year, watching a talented defense with not as much talent as necessary to withstand the rigors of an offensive-minded league, falter, fracture, give up, you know, most points in the NFL. So if you can bring in a defensive-minded guy, let's go with me here. You bring in a defensive-minded guy, you hire an offensive coordinator, 
and then like who is or a lot of people and i've had conversations with people like you shouldn't even talk about offensive coordinator until you know who the head coach is going to be if they're going to go defensive minded or offensive minded if it's defensive minded first year head coach you look for hopefully a veteran offensive a, a veteran offensive coordinator to kind of be like the i don't know the the wade phillips to the sean mcveigh first year head coach you get a veteran staff that's the idea but if you bring in a defensive minded head coach you're slowly starting to be able to cultivate that defense help the defense save isaiah simmons from being hassan reddick 2.0 i said that in year two this could be a cautionary tale point part two with Isaiah Simmons because Isaiah Simmons is a lot bigger, a lot faster than Hassan Reddick. If Hassan Reddick has that in him, like what we've seen where he should definitely be getting defensive player of the year acknowledgement, at least imagine what Isaiah Simmons could be if they don't put him in the right spot. I don't know why they don't have him outside. I, I don't care what he's done. I don't care. They need outside help. Move maybe the most talented player on the defensive side of the ball outside and help your pass rush. I don't understand why it needs to be more complicated than that. So if you bring in a defensive-minded head coach, that defense will start to catch up to the offense. The offense has all the talent. Like, you know, it has deeper talent. Buda Baker, Zayvon Collins, Byron Murphy, we'll see. Zach Allen, we'll see. Isaiah Simmons. If you can start to grow that defense for when Kyler Murray comes back and the defense can be, you know, a 1A to the offense that's supposed to be the strength, I find that to be a lot more appealing than the path of, okay, all in on offense, going to bring in a DC if it's not Vance Joseph and just hope for the best. Draft some players, hope for the best. That's been always been my argument for bringing in a defensive-minded head coach. Well, it's all about passing. It's all look at all the look at all the Super Bowl teams. That's cool. You know how many offensive minded head coaches have lost? Sweet. So can I make an argument that that the Chiefs and Zach Taylor, that that's that's a point for defensive minded head coaches? No, there's just less of them now. Do you know how good of a coach John Harbaugh is? That offense was not that offense made the Cardinals offense look like the greatest show on turf. And they were constantly in games, playoffs. They were constantly in games. It's the power of defense. You can say that Nick Sirianni, great. The defense is equally as good, if not better, than the Eagles offense. So this isn't like the Eagles defense was last in the NFL and the offense has been this powerhouse. It's so much easier to be a good offense with good skill position players if your defense is that good, if both of your lines are that good. So that's not, an, oh, Nick Sirianni offensive. That's not what we're talking about here. That's one of the best 1-22, to 1-53 to rosters we've seen in a long time. But if you look at the offensive side and you, you choose the offensive-minded head coach, I just think it needs to be Sean Payton if, it, if that's going to happen. Can't bring in an OC first year. Can't do it. Defensive, it's different. It's different. 
And I am still holding out hope that it's Tamika Ryan's. Hold it out hope, baby. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Um, Field DH put out a tweet. Um, and this is something that we can rejoice about, kind of, the possibility. I'll talk about it um, a little bit more in depth. But it just adds a lot of, oh, boy. That's how good teams are built. And I will talk about that next year. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Fan duel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. There's so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Um, the FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Okay, best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Thank you. Like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Numbers are going up every day. And uh, really appreciate everybody being here. So, uh, Mikey Sassnet, um, dedicated listener, pointed this out to me. Um, it was a Field Yates tweet uh, yesterday that um, showed the draft class of the Kansas City Chiefs. Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Sky Moore, Brian Cook, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. Rounds one through seven. Let's sit with that for a second. Now, the best part about this is that the Cardinals don't have to bat a thousand. Now, not all of these, not all of these players were high-impact guys all year. But your fifth and sixth rounders both had a pick. Isaiah Pacheco is their RB1 drafted in the seventh round. We saw little Keontae Ingram paid this year, late, late round pick. Okay, so so a little homage to Stevie Baby. But um, it just shows the power of one draft. One draft. So with the massive amount of draft capital the Cardinals have this year, comparatively speaking to the last handful of years, It will take one solid draft and one solid offseason to start to shift the trajectory of this organization. It's going to come quick. And the fact that the Cardinals have, as it currently sits, the third pick in each of those rounds, barring compensatories later on, they're in a prime spot to go from this call it like a lump, a raw lump of dough into whatever it's going to be baked into. And the Cardinals have set themselves up with their GM and assistant GM hires to be in a position to have one of the best drafts ever. 
And it's not just the subtraction of Steve Keim, but the addition of Monty Austinfort and his coaching and his scouting background that can put the Cardinals in a situation with a bevy of picks to just start to fill holes. If Will Anderson's if Will Anderson's there at three and they take him, you've got potentially your edge rusher for the future. Then you can just slowly start to go down the list. Corner, inside defensive lineman, um, offensive line, offensive line, probably a wide receiver, maybe a quarterback. Who knows? But if the Chiefs can do it, at the back end of pretty much every round last year and knock it out of the park, so can the Arizona Cardinals. So in summation for today, there's still a lot that we don't know. More names, more names, more names getting tossed in, getting tossed uh, into the ring for potential next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, okay? You can speculate. You can say, well, this person, oh, well, this person brings this. The one thing that I can't help but get over, that I said there's actually two. One is both of the coordinators for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Lou Anarumo and uh, Brian Callahan, defensive and offensive coordinators respectively, I don't know. You can check out James Rapine and Jake Lisko um, from Lockdown Bengals to get more in depth. I'll probably chat with them, one of them later this week. But I wanted to give him a day or two after that brutal loss last night. But especially Brian Callahan on the offensive side, how much of that was just how good that offense was? That's one thing. Just hopefully Michael Bidwell heed the warning, number one. Number two. If the Cardinals are continuing to interview people because they're just checking all the boxes, trying to get an idea for the type of head coach, type of person they want to hire, maybe they haven't interviewed that person yet that really jumped off the page. Okay. But if they're still searching blindfolded in the night for who they want to hire, that's something that could be just a little concerning. And... I don't know where they are. I'm not in Michael Bidwell's head. I do hope they make a decision soon without rushing the process, and they definitely haven't rushed it up to this point. I just can't really understand why. First of all, the Sean Payton wasn't hired yet after that seven and a half hour, you know, marathon meeting. And if it's just to wait until the Super Bowl's over. They can't wait two weeks. Maybe they'll have time next week, you know, during the week off. But I, I just, it feels clunky. And this is the first big th- hire that Michael Biddle's had to make without Steve Kime. So I just wonder if they're either just mind, just going even more in depth than they normally would because they, you know, they have their list, they're ready to go. They just want to make sure that, they're not leaving anybody out or if they truly just don't know what they're don't know what direction they want to go in the latter concerning the former due diligence. And that's pretty much all you want out of Michael Bidwell. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.